You're listening to the Paul Hutchings Podcast, brought to you by paulhutchings.net, teaching you to be free through principle-centered lessons on personal development, online marketing, and financial literacy. Hey, what's going on, friends and fellow Freedom Crusaders? Welcome to another episode of the Paul Hitchings Podcast. This is episode 16, and I'm so excited about the content that you're going to have access to today. I'm interviewing an amazing leader in the network marketing profession. His name is Jerry West, and uh, I'm going to title this episode, Jerry West, Bankruptcy to Consistent Six-Figure Earner in Network Marketing. Uh, And I want to just kind of give you just a a, a quick uh, background on Jerry. So Jerry will be 49 on Saturday. Uh, Happy early birthday. Uh, He's been married. He'll be married 20 years in October. Congratulations on that. That is fantastic. He has two boys, uh, 18 and 13. Uh, the 18-year-old's in college, and the 13-year-old is in eighth grade. He lives in Buffalo, New York. And he got started in network marketing in 2012. It took him six years to be able to do it full-time. And in 2016, uh, due to a, a, a traditional business, a direct mail business that Jerry was running, uh, he actually had to file bankruptcy. And so he went from uh, bankrupt to earning six figures a year consistently every year for the last four years. And that is so inspiring. And and what makes it even better, and he added this in our Facebook chat, um, what makes it even better is he's done this all without special deals or placement. So if you're familiar with network marketing, that's a thing that happens that I don't love and Jerry doesn't love. Uh, and so that is, a, I think that is a, a good note to make whenever you're telling a story because it's a real story. And like Jerry said, this is one of those uh, inspiring stories that's actually true. <laughs> so I'm so excited about this. He's also, I learned this, uh, he's also the author of 52 Lessons from Network Marketing, which you can find on Amazon. Uh, I actually bought the book last night. I'm on the four, lesson number 40. And uh, I will tell you that it is a great book. And it's one of those books where when you read it, you know that Jerry is teaching and writing from experience and not all books are that way. So highly recommend that book. Uh, So did I miss anything, Jerry? Anything you want to let the audience know before we get into the interview here? Paul, I think you covered pretty much all of it. So let's get right into it, man. (laughs) Okay, awesome. And we're going to do the best that we can to keep this to about 30 minutes. So I've got a bunch of questions I want to ask. We'll just get right into it. The first question, and you're going to laugh because I read about this in your book. The number one thing people always want to know is how did you do it? And one of the things I love about what you said is it's more complicated than just, you know, a simple short answer. Nonetheless, how did you do it, Jerry? How did you go from being bankrupt to uh, massive success and residual income and network marketing? Well, that's a really good question. And the first time I hit a top rank in, uh, in a company, I had a slew of people messaging me, Um, you know, the spam folder in Facebook was full of people that were from other teams and, and everybody wanted to know how, what's the one thing that, that you did to, to get to this rank, you know, what, what one trick did you do? And nobody liked my answer because the answer is basically everything that people feed you as you're going along through your journey, all of the never give up, make sacrifices, you know, stay up late, wake up early, do the work, um, be persistent, keep going no matter what your results are. So I always just kept going. I think perseverance is really my superpower. 
if uh, if I look back, because a lot of the things that were maybe little things to me uh, were big things to a lot to other people and made them fall off, made them leave the field and get out of the game. And I may have run off on the sidelines a few times. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, I wanted I wanted to quit, but I always brushed myself off and got back out there and and played another game, went for another round. And um, so that that's really the trick is just keep getting better every little bit better every day. Keep putting in the work and realize that it's it's a compound effect type of business, you know, especially if you're like me and you didn't get into the industry until you were 39 years old and you have a pre-programmed mindset of being an employee, you know, working 40 hours a week and getting paid every week or every two weeks and living paycheck to paycheck. You do that for enough time. You really have to reprogram your mindset when you get started in this industry. So I'm telling everybody out there that wants to know what the one trick is or what's that secret that all the top leaders aren't telling you. There is none. It's just keep working and going until you have your breakthrough. And what they say is true. I had my biggest breakthrough right after like my lowest point. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I almost walked away. But I, I kept going and a year later, you know, I had a huge, huge breakthrough. So, so uh, what Napoleon Hill <laughs> says, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's the, it's the right answer. It's the truth. And uh, you know, what Napoleon Hill says about in every apparent setback lies the seed of an equal or greater advantage. Yep. You know, <laughs> your biggest set, your biggest setback and then your biggest success. Uh, so yeah, I appreciate that. That, that, that is a great answer. Um, what is in your book, you talk about some of the challenges that you've had in life. And so I, I want to ask you, what is the biggest challenge you faced in your life and how did you overcome it? Well, it, it, there might be a few. One of the biggest was I was, I was an alcoholic. So, um, up until my probably mid late thirties, I, you know, I stayed in party mode after college. When I went away to college, I went ballistic. Like I drank all the time and, and it kind of dragged into my adult life. And I got to the point where I couldn't get through a day without drinking a six pack of beer. You know, it was just, I, it wasn't even um, for relaxation or enjoyment anymore. It was, I had to do it. Otherwise I would be shaking. <laughs> so, you know, it was just destroying my life because I was going to sit in a gray cubicle every day. I was coming home every single night. I was drinking a six pack or more of beer. I was going to bed, waking up hungover and doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I was going nowhere fast. So back in 2010, when that dead end job fired me, it was a blessing in disguise because not only did I um, decide to stop drinking, I, I started networking with business owners and successful people. And that's kind of what got me into entrepreneurship. And if I hadn't stopped drinking every single day, then my mind would have never opened up to the possibility of doing other things with my time, mm. you know? And, and I'm at the point now where, you know, you might see me post a picture of a craft beer. Well, guess what? I can actually casually have beer now on a Saturday and not feel the need to drink constantly anymore. But I had to stop altogether for a couple of years to even get to that point. So, I mean, it, it was a huge hurdle to overcome. And, and I think if I didn't overcome that, I would never be where I am today. I may not even be married anymore. I probably would have destroyed my marriage mm. if, if I kept drinking all the time. So, 
What was the thing that, so did it just get so bad that you said, I've got to stop and then you just stopped or was there something that you did that really helped make that change? Well, I don't want to call out any names, but I, I have an uncle that whose marriage um, was, you know, destroyed and he had so many opportunities to turn his life around, but he never, never did. And I kind of saw the way that went. And I said Mm. to myself, I don't want to be that guy. Mm. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the one that chooses a drink over my kids, over my wife, over my family, which is way more important. So, you know, I just, I just made the conscious decision that something's got to change. And, and I did it. Good for you. Cold Turkey for a really long time. Did the same thing with smoking cigarettes. This is back when I was 36 years old. So, you know, wow. If they were smoking cigarettes, I used to smoke and I thought to myself, I, um, you know, I don't want to be in a hospital bed with my kids standing around me with, with lung cancer hooked up to machines, mm. you know? So I just, I just stopped. Wow. And, I, you know, I guess it's a testament that I was able to do that to having the willpower to do that. But I, I really wanted to turn my life around and it all started with, it all started with getting rid of bad habits mm. and being self-aware enough to look at yourself and say, is this who I want to be? Is this, you know, is this where I want to go? And just being honest with yourself. Sometimes we delude ourselves, uh, but just, yeah, I love that. Um, what's the biggest challenge you faced in business and how did you overcome it? And specifically, <laughs> maybe we'll focus on the network marketing aspect. I think the biggest challenge when I first started was being consistent with putting the work in because I was a stopper starter or a starter stopper, whatever you want to call it, you know, which for those of you that are listening that don't know what that means is you get started, you put in a whole bunch of activity for a couple of weeks and then you stop. And then you get started again, you put in a whole bunch of activity for another week and then you stop. And every time you stop, it's like a hundred times harder just to get moving again. And I, I think I might've written this in the book. There's this analogy about a, uh, a steam train sitting on the tracks perfectly still. If you put a rock in front of the wheel of the engine, it's going to take a lot of just enormous energy for that steam train to get over that small rock. But the same steam engine traveling down the tracks at 100 miles an hour can smash through a concrete wall without without stopping because it's mm-hmm. in motion. So if you're if you're moving and then you stop, Every single time you stop, it's like stopping going to the gym, you know, you know, when you're working out and you know, because of, you know, your your recent happenings, not to bring that up here, (laughs) but you stop working out for a month, two months, whatever, the longer you go, the harder it is to get back into that good habit again. So that's really, that, that's one of the things that, that I had to overcome was being, staying consistent constantly. And the other is mindset. I mean, the mindset was um, the biggest hurdle. You know, I had to do so much personal development. I still do because no matter how much personal development you do, if you stop doing it, you can always fall back into as an mm. entrepreneur. Oh my God, I'm crazy. What am I doing? Am I going to make it? <laughs> yeah. Can I really do this? And then the next day you're like, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Well, the only thing that, that gets you back into that positive mindset is if you're constantly feeding positive things into your brain. So I've really trained myself to do personal development all the time, put positive information in because you're putting positive in, you're going to get positive out. 
eliminate negativity as much of it as possible. So, you know, negative people don't watch the news, you know, don't just don't have it in my newsfeed. And, you know, it's just, it's an ongoing process of constantly training your mindset and your brain to get stronger and stronger and stronger because your business in network marketing is never going to outgrow uh, you. You know, if you really want a big business, you have to continue to grow your mindset. You have to be bulletproof and, and you have to develop yourself into a leader. Mm. I love it. I love it. Wow. Let's see. Now, one of the reasons, the main reason that I reached out to you is I've noticed you on social media and you're a rock star. Like you're the things you post, you, you get a lot of engagement, the vibe that you put off, you know, I've just been watching you since we connected as friends. And I'm like, this guy is, is different. Like he's really doing something uh, really special. And so uh, I wanted to ask what would be your maybe top one or two tips for helping people with uh, social media and specifically Facebook. Is that where you focus your Facebook profile? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much focused on Facebook. I do post content on LinkedIn, which is like my secondary platform, but Facebook has been my baby for, for the longest time. <laughs> I taught myself how to do it over the last 10 years. I love it. So what are your tips? Let's say you, you know, you've got a, you've got an entrepreneur, maybe network marketing, affiliate marketing, just getting started their Facebook, uh, you know, following is just their friends and family. And they're like, what do I do? Like, what would, what would be your advice to someone like that? Well, well, first of all, build your network should be your first objective. Always look to build your network. I remember when I first got started on Facebook, all the talk was about the race to 5,000 friends. Well, if you race mm. to 5,000 friends, you can't build a relationship with 5,000 people in a short period of time. Yeah. So I've always methodically built my friends list. And, and even several months ago, I cut it down by like 2,000 and I'm methodically building it up again with the right types of people, people that I actually want to be friends with, people that I'm actually going to take the time to comment on their posts. I look at mm. profiles. If I see stuff I don't like, you know, like politics, negativity, complaining, stuff like that, I don't add the person. So building your network is one of the most important things that I've done consistently over the years. And that's what allows people, you know, when you see somebody start a new business and they're able to take off really, really fast, it's because they've spent years building a network. You know, they have a ton of people that they can go to and work those numbers to get a business started. They have those relationships in place. Mm -hmm. And what most people do is they think, okay, I'm going to go on social media and I'm just going to start posting about my business and my products all the time. People are going to buy them. Well, you might get a few of your best friends that might buy if they see that, but you're never going to build a huge business that way. I always tried to learn from other people that were successful. So back when I first started, I was given the advice of, okay, follow this person, follow this person and follow this person. It was three different people. And at, as time went on, you know, I added more people to that list and I just grabbed bits and pieces from from different leaders that were having success on social media. And I did what worked for me, but most importantly, I plugged it into myself. I didn't try to be, you know, Paul, or I didn't try to be somebody else. I was always authentically myself and shared myself online, but I wanted to position myself as an inspirational leader, as a person that can help somebody else have success as somebody uh, that other people would want to follow or want to join in a business or want to partner with or be friends with or collaborate with. 
So every time you post, you really have to think, you know, is this adding value to my audience? Am I adding the right types of people? Am I focused on building a network and building relationships? And I know that's the long game because let's face it, if you're, if you're brand new, if you just started the network marketing business today and you're brand new and you, you never did any type of networking on social media before, you're not just going to start posting and all of a sudden a zillion people are going to be following you, right? Yeah, you're going to have to you're going to have to add connections. You're going to have to reach out and work some cold market if you want to get your business off to a fast start. And you're going to have to not be not be afraid to work your wall market to get things started. But on social media, even if you're playing the short game to begin with, you still have to be focused on the long game because the long game is what it's all about. And when I didn't get in the, the very beginning was that I needed to brand myself and what a lot of people do is they'll change their profile picture to like the company logo or a picture of company products mm-hmm. or, you know, constantly be posting about the company, the company, the company, the products, the products, the products. And meanwhile, people are tuning them out because they're not really providing any value to their audience. They're not focused on growing a network. They're just commenting on all other people in their company's posts, you know, yeah. <laughs> instead of adding new people and making new friends. So I would say, Play, play the short game if you have to, but play the long game and focus on building that network, building value, developing your following, because that's what's really going to help you in the long run. Mm. And believe me, you'll be so thankful you did, because I know everybody else out. I know everybody out there thinks, you know, when they join their first company, like, oh, my God, this is the only best company in the world. And I'm going to be in it for life and rah, 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 rah. But the truth is that hardly ever happens. That's like more of the um, more more of the outlier than it yeah. is than it is the example. So if you're focused on branding yourself and building your network all the time and always giving value, then you can you can pivot when you need to. You know mm-hmm. you can make changes when you need to, and then you have a network of people that you can actually build with. I so love I- it. Such great advice. Uh, One of my favorite quotes from Seth Godin, he says, the long cut is the only real shortcut. (laughs) So I love that. Yeah. Um, So um, what philosophy or strategy do you take when approaching people about your business? So let's say you've got your, your, you know, your friends list, uh, or maybe a new friend you've added. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your thinking when you find a person you want to actually connect with about your business. My philosophy is say a lot less to a lot more people (laughs) and always focus on being a friend first Mm. because somebody's not open now. They may be open in the future. They may be open a year from now. They may be open six months from now. They may be open two years from now. Yep. So if you always focus on being a friend first and maintaining that relationship, that's, that's number one. But I, I would, um, you know, I, I would say less to more because if, if you want to move fast, you have to approach a person. Like if I were to approach you, Paul, I would just say, you know, start a conversation with you say, Hey man, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. This is what's in it for you. You know, are you open to looking at it right now? If you're like, no, I'm too busy. I have this going on, that going on, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. How's your family doing? Yeah. Nourish the relationship. A lot of people try to push instead of moving on to the next person. A lot of people try to convince or even worse, someone's not open to them and they burn that bridge right away. Mm. And 
I mean, I can't tell you over the years how many people have connected with me and pitched me. And I said, no, or not right now, or I'm not open right now. And they never spoke to me again. Yeah. Unfortunately, by doing that, that person missed out on the opportunity to ever do business with me. Because guess what? There's people I met three years ago, four years ago, that maybe I, I joined you know, after knowing them for a few years, because I wasn't open when they first met me, but I am now, or maybe I became a customer later on because they built that relationship. They built that trust. And now I'm in the market for what they're, what they're selling. And I'm buying their product as a customer. Cause Mm -hmm. I can tell you one thing, being a network marketer, I always try to support my fellow network marketing community. So if there's a product or service that I need that I don't currently offer, I'm looking for someone else to get it from. I want to help a small business owner, an independent business owner. Yeah. Really, that's that's really what I would say is it is build the relationships, say less to more people, and you know, just just move on if somebody's not open because you never know what's gonna happen in the future. Perfect. Perfect. How do you get a new team member started in the best way? Do you have some tips for when you know a new new rep joins? Well. What I have found over the years is that you can't force somebody to plug into a system or trainings, even if they join and they say they have grandiose goals or they want to accomplish this and that, their actions are going to speak louder than the words that they say. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I want to do is right away, I want to put them through whatever the system for getting started training is. I want to get them on a strategy call with me set out a game plan, you know, figure out what are their goals. Okay. And how are we, what steps are we going to take to get to those goals? What's their schedule like? And what, what hours are you going to be working the business? What times of day are you going to be working the business? Come up with a game plan for them. Mm. And, you know, the people that want to really have success are going to take action. They're going to go through that getting started training. They're going to hop on the strategy call, and then they're going to begin to apply what we went over on that call and the people that just want to talk and, you know, they say they want success, but maybe they don't really want it or who knows what the reason is. You know, I've, you can't chase people down to the ends of the earth to force them to do a business. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just plug them in right away, but at the end of the day, it's up to them. It's up to them to, to go through the motions. It's up to them to actually take action. Perfect. I love it. So good. So here's a, we'll shift gears just a little bit with your direct mail business background in mind. uh, You had a direct mail company, right? And one of the things that everyone in network marketing, affiliate marketing, home business, they want to know, where's the leads? Where's the best leads? You know? And so I'm just curious, having a background in direct mail, obviously, you know, something about marketing and lead generation and and this kind of thing. Tell, tell me what you think about when you hear someone say, you know, Hey, where's the secret lead source? <laughs> well, it, sometimes they're avoiding having to do the actual lead generating themselves, you know, the organic lead generation. So it, it's like you said before, they're looking for a shortcut, right? And the only, the, the only shortcut is a long cut. Is that the, yeah. the, <laughs> the quote is? So people want shortcuts. They're like, Oh my God, where do I get leads? So you know, they want to go out and buy solo ads or, or, or find some magic formula that somebody else is doing to get these leads. Well, here's the thing. There's leads everywhere. 
there's leads everywhere. And, and believe me, I've tried just to put this up front. I've tried all the tricks and, and, you know, magic pills and, and uh, solo ads and whatever. And I, and I know that people can get leads through, you know, Facebook ads and this, that, and the other, there's different ways to get leads, but I've always done it organically. I've always done it organically. There's, you know, there's Facebook groups out there. And I'm not talking about these work from home groups where people, you know, thousands of people are posting every five seconds. I'm talking about, you know, what are you into? If you're into beaches, join a beach group. If you're into like craft beer, join a beer geek group. If you're into food, join a food group, whatever yeah. it is. And you can make friends, like make new actual friends in, in those Facebook groups. And those people are leads. Those people are leads. There's tons of people on Facebook. All you really have to do is op open up Facebook, search for mutual friends, look at their profile. Somebody you want to get connected with, send them a friend request, send them a message. It's, it's really not that hard. It's just that some people want to get the leads without putting the work in to get the leads. Yeah. Is, is what it is. So when, when someone comes to me and they act confused, like, oh, I don't know how to find people to talk to. <laughs> they just, sometimes I just feel like they don't want to do it. You yeah. know, or they, they want the leads to just be handed to them. Here's 10 people ready to buy your products. Go talk to them. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't exist. Right. You can make a lot of money trying to get free leads or, or, you know, solo ad leads or whatever, and, and never actually make a sale because they're just names you don't know, you know, yep. there's things you don't know. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. I love it. Here's another related question. Uh, what comes to your mind when you hear the words attraction marketing? Well, attra attraction marketing is it's about attracting the right tribe to you by being your authentic self, putting your, you know, when I post, I put my authentic thoughts out there. I put something that's on my mind out there. I put a selfie of myself out there. I put pictures of what myself and my family are doing, our lifestyle out there. Because what I'm looking to do is to attract other people that are looking for the same thing I'm looking for to me. Hmm. What types of people are attracted to me? I'm not, I mean, you've seen my Facebook. I'm not the Lamborghini mansion guy, <laughs> you know, Bitcoin crypto dude, whatever. That that's not me. So, you know, I know those types of people aren't looking for 49-year-old dad married for 20 years. No, I'm looking, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the people that are attracted to me are usually in their 30s or older. They have kids and or grandkids. They have their family people. And they're looking for a way to generate additional income or to create time freedom or create a retirement plan or to get the lifestyle that I have, which mm -hmm. isn't, you know, oh my goodness, Jerry's so wealthy. He's driving around in a Lambo down the beach. Yeah. It's, oh my goodness, Jerry doesn't have to wake up in the morning and, and go to an office all day. Mm. It's like, oh my goodness, Jerry yeah. gets to drop his kid off at work. He gets to pick him up. He gets to go on field trips. He doesn't miss out on anything because he doesn't have to answer to anybody else. Yeah. You know, that's the attraction marketing that I'm putting out there. So that's awesome. Great answer. I love it. Okay. We're running out of time. So I got some rapid fire questions for you. What's the best book you've ever read and why? Oh, there's so many. Um, but I, I have to go with a very common one. How to win friends and influence people, I think mm -hmm. is uh, one of the best books. If you haven't read it and or listened to it, I'm an audible guy. So I love listening to it. Uh, also, another one of my favorite books would be 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. Mm. 
awesome. which is another very popular one. But anytime I feel just a little bit down, if I listen to 10X Rule in my car, it gets me super, super fired up. <laughs> cool. That's a great tip. <laughs> I've not read that book yet. Uh, so th yeah, thank you for those. Uh, who's the best mentor you've ever had and what did they do that made them such a great mentor? Oh my goodness. That's uh, <laughs> who I have to pick just one. There's just, there's been so many. I mean, the mentor I'm, I'm working with right now, do you want me to say his name? That's fine. Uh, is sure. uh, the mentor I'm working with right now is Jeff Miller. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he's been with one company 25 years. He's made over $27 million and he's built a, a business that pays him every single month, month after month after month, whether he does anything or not. So why he wanted to run with me, I don't know. <laughs> he, you know, he run, wants to run with a new person every couple of years and he, he picked me. So, you know, I, I said, and you guys should take this advice out there. I, what I say to a mentor is I don't know everything. You tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. Mm. You know, teach me the way. Because if you, if you go into a situation, you say, I know it all and I'm just going to do it my way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What you guys are doing is good, but I'm going to do it my way anyway. That usually doesn't work out. Mm. When you have someone successful to coach you and tell you what to do, you not only listen to that person, you go out there and apply what they're telling you. Absolutely. Love it. What's your top money slash financial literacy tip? Um, well, when, when you first make it big, and I'm glad somebody gave me this advice, but if you're in network marketing and you hit it big for the first time, resist the urge to go out there and upgrade your lifestyle. Mm. You know, don't go out and buy the $70,000 car, the million dollar house or whatever, or go out and spend all your money. Yeah. Have a little bit of fun. You know, we went on a couple more vacations, maybe spent a little bit more on things than we're used to, but for the, the most part, I kept my money and invested so that if, anything ever changed, I wouldn't be stuck scrambling and be, be put in a bad situation. Because I can't tell you how many people out there that have seen hit it big in network marketing, and then that deal falls apart. And then all of a sudden they're broke because you know they're stuck with this expensive car or this more expensive mortgage that are really liabilities, not assets. Mm -hmm. And they have to, you know, they have to figure that out and go out and scramble and get a job. And so I didn't want that to happen to me. So I took the advice of some very wise people, which, you know, there's a couple of them online, Rob Sperry, Ray Higdon, they'll tell you this, don't go out and upgrade your lifestyle until, you know, you're really, you really have wealth, then go out and buy the, the, the expensive car, then go out and buy the expensive house, but keep your money and invest it. Perfect. So good, Jerry. So good. All right. Last, last question. What's your favorite quote? Do you have a favorite quote that you think about a lot that inspires you? The biggest mistake you can ever make in life is to continuously fear that you will make one. Ooh, Love that is good. That is so good. I've never heard that one. Thank Albert you. Hubbard. Oh, wow. That's great. I love it. Another cool. one. Wayne oh, Gretzky. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky. You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Fantastic. Anything else, anything else you'd like to share with the audience that, uh, we may have missed or just closing words of, uh, encouragement, inspiration, closing words of encouragement. So no matter how good you think you are, where you think you are, whether you think you can do this business or not, just go out and do it anyway. I mean, cause that's what I did. 
when I first started, I didn't know how to talk to people, but I did it anyway. I didn't know if I could sponsor anybody or sell a product, but I did it anyway. You know, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable making calls or, or prospecting people, but I did it anyway. So just go out there and do it anyway. And you're going to grow by doing that. Awesome. How do people find more about you, learn more about you, get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you, Jerry? Uh, probably the best way is visit my Facebook. <laughs> um, you know, just look up Jerry West. You can't miss me. I have a whole cover photo that says Lifestyle Legacy Creators on there. That's my, you know, my um, corporation. Uh, so you can find me on there. You can go to lifestylelegacycreators.com and sign up for my free newsletter on social media. Um, how to build your business on social media. I send out tips and tricks every once in a while. So awesome. those are the two best ways. Awesome. Well, I highly recommend Jerry West. He's a great guy. He's humble. Uh, he, uh, he's experienced. He's, he, you know, he walks the walk and talks the talk and walks the talk he's talking. And those are the types of people that I like to be around and encourage people to plug into. So Jerry, thank you so much. This has been a ton of fun. I've learned a lot. Uh, and uh, to all our listeners out there, our fellow Freedom Crusaders, get out there, take action, go for your dreams, make it a great day. And we'll hopefully hear you in the next episode. Take care and bye for now. Hey there, my friend. This is Paul Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope this has been a great investment into your better future. To make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes and bonus content, please visit paulhutchings.net and click the podcast link in the menu bar to subscribe. Thanks again for listening. And whatever you do, always go for your dreams.